0: You're listening to the Barely Adults Podcast with Cassie and Mary-Kate, where we talk about nothing and everything to distract you from real life.
1: And we're back. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, we missed last week, guys. I know you missed
0: us. Yeah, I know you're just crying yourselves to sleep because you didn't have an hour of Nonsense. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, you could have just gone back and listened to our, our old stuff. I hope that did not catch that. Okay.
0: Oh, I'm positive it did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you heard her squeaking, that was just me fixing my mic.
0: Do you want to redo it?
1: Let's not. <laughs> 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 That's the kind of mood I'm in, I'm in today. It's just like let's just not let's just go
0: with it. Let's just we're let's going just go with it. With we're, it. We're it's go gonna be it. raw, it's gonna be fresh. This is this is our way of doing things, you know? Basically. This is new. So, yeah. um, uh, um, I just want to apologize in advance for any coughing or clearing of throats or anything. We will try our best. Um, We're both
1: suffering of, like, allergies or some weird sickness or something like that.
0: I've been affected by the devil. He is in my lungs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's that time of year, folks. So, please take your allergy medication. Keep your hands clean and sanitary to help keep people not getting sick
0: yeah and please close your mouth or like cover it when you're sneezing and coughing yes please
1: throwing your shirt over your mouth i always is the do best that. way to do it
0: i always okay, do guys. that okay i know no matter how much you love me i know you don't want my germs no
1: I don't want your germs.
0: Exactly. Except for I don't get like sick. There was this one guy, and he was like, can you just cough on me? I don't want to go to class. And I was like, no. No. <laughs> I'm not going to do that, that to you. That just
1: means they're desperate to get out of class. <laughs> like, the desperation. <laughs> the desperation is real, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, uh, we've hit, what, it was mid, mid-semester, and we're already, I'm, I'm already senioritis. I'm it's done. It's happened. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. But at least you're graduating.
1: Yeah, I do have this semester left. But I am starting grad school fingers crossed, hopefully in January. So mm. but it probably won't be like as heavy of a workflow as like undergrad is, but at the same time it's gonna be like grad work. So I'm probably gonna be doing more things. Yeah. Just in less classes. But either way, I'm excited for it.
0: I'm excited for you. Yeah. I'm getting out. When I have my bachelor degrees Adios, amigos. I'm gone.
1: And the question is, how is this going to continue? We'll cross that bridge when we get there, folks. <laughs> okay. We haven't yet discussed that. All right. So it's everyone's favorite time of the podcast. <gasps> is it really? Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's story time with Mary Kate.
0: Okay. So I have a great story. Okay. So since this week, we want to say that we are going to be talking about mental health
1: Because mental health is very important to talk about no matter when it is in the year.
0: Exactly. Even though um, mental health week was last week and mental health day was last Tuesday, we are going to do it a week later.
1: Because that's how we roll.
0: Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so my story time, it was yesterday I had classes and I was in my class and I'm really starting to get sick, right? And no one really knows this, but when I got sick for a year in high school, Um, Before that, I got strep and a cold, and that led into the year sickness. And so I was all day just kind of freaked out because I was like, oh, I'm supposed to be better by now. This is my fourth day. Like, I'm supposed to be better. What if I have strep? Like, I don't know. The clinic is all filled up because everyone's sick. Like, blah, 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 blah. So I was freaking out, right? And I go to my class, and I can already feel the panic starting to set in. Like, I'm starting to, you know, grab my fingers. I'm just starting to fist and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, man, I think I'm going to puke. So I'm sitting there, and I'm in econ class. I'm not a big fan of economics, okay? So I'm sitting here trying to listen to econ. I already hate that, so that's just not good. And um, all of a sudden, I, like, start feeling these feelings of, like, I'm going to gag. Like, I'm going to throw up. And I'm like, you know what? It's fine. There's a bathroom right there. If I need to throw up, I'll just go, you know? Um, but Mary-Kate doesn't like puking, so Mary-Kate starts getting more scared. <laughs> so then eventually I am um, start freaking out, thinking I'm going to get sick, and then that's going to lead to the year illness because association anxiety is stupid. And so um, it's about three minutes before class is ending. Yes, I literally left three minutes early. <laughs> I was like, teacher, I'm sick. I need to go because I didn't want to talk to anyone, and I'm that type of person that has lots of friends that want to talk to me all the time yep. um so i was like i can't talk to anyone i'm gonna puke so I'm, I'm walking out of the building and i'm like going and i'm gagging and i'm like okay mary kate don't puke don't be that person that pukes on campus you are not gonna be that girl and then all of a sudden like everyone i know starts showing up and they're like hey and i'm like oh hey Aww. what's going on i gotta i gotta go gotta go um, and I'm like, I'm walking, I'm walking so fast. And I'm like, okay, we're not going to puke. We're not going to puke. Like, I swear to you, I was giving myself pep talks, like <laughs> going, cause I was like, you're not going to be that person that does this. And then all of a sudden I burped and I was fine. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I didn't throw up or anything. Build I up. burped. The buildup was, up was the build that up. I burped. I literally burped and I was like, oh, so I mean, I did have a lot of anxiety after that, but that was the end of the panic attack because uh-huh. I burped
1: interesting
0: i'm dead serious wow because my body was like oh wait you're not gonna throw up like i was literally gagging and then i burped and i was like oh wait no, fine. Well, that's it <laughs> that's it <laughs> right. so story time with mary kate didn't throw up i just burped <laughs>
1: very interesting
0: <laughs> i know it's, it's not like as interesting of a story as you it know has. my other ones yeah
1: but still it's but it's, it's interesting. interesting yeah, yeah it's, that i would
0: just burp <laughs>
1: yeah Cause it's like, so did you really have to throw up or, you know, was it just your body kind of reacting to it? It's like, oh, like something like probably like you smell something and you're like, oh, what is this smell? Like it started to make you gag or something like that.
0: Well, basically it's, it's kind of hard to explain, but when you have a panic attack, about 70% of your body reacts to it. Mm -hmm. And so part of what's reacting to it is very much nausea that happens as a symptom. Mm -hmm. However, the nausea is coming from your head, not your stomach. So your Mm. digestive system is usually fine. um, Unless you have IBS, then you might be dealing with the other end of stuff. Right. Um, But anyways, yeah, so usually you're perfectly fine. And I would be able to tell that. If I was in a regular state of mind, I would be able to be just like, oh, I'm fine. Like, I'm just having a panic attack, and I would have been okay. Yeah. But since I was sick, I was already feeling bad, and my digestive system was kind of off whack. So because of that, I really thought there was a possibility I was going to throw up. And I hate throwing up, mm-hmm. like, so much. It's disgusting. So, so just the
1: thought of you throwing up made you go into more Yes, it
0: triggers me. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, I don't want to pee. I don't want to pee. I don't want to pee. Like, it's literally like, you guys don't understand. It's like a big phobia. Like, you know, people have like spiders and bugs and all that stuff. Yes. Um, Cause
1: that is me. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> two, two, and two. I have one friend who's going to listen to this and when she hears spiders, she's going to get so mad at me and I just said it again and then she's going to get more mad at me, but it's okay. Um, I hate
1: spiders. <laughs> sorry friend but seriously <laughs> do you know like, what I'm talking it, about I don't think so shout out
0: to Celeste
1: Oh, <laughs> Celeste I missed you anyway sorry. but you know I'm on that same boat like I don't have arachnophobia like to an extent of where like you know like I start freaking out but whenever I see spiders I'm like get away from me you spawn of Satan <laughs> what they kill other bugs they're good still does mean i want to see one in my house um
0: okay i i don't have any problems with them if they're a little bit big i think i killed one the other day when we were at the campgrounds there's this did. big one that was hanging down i just took a shoe and started beating at it
1: oh you did you did yes i yeah, did it did. was
0: it was yeah. pretty big too it was yeah. bigger than the ones that i'm used to um but it didn't bother me i was like have no fear people let me (laughs) me kill it it. yeah all the girls are like we need to find a guy who'll kill it." i'm like no we don't independence (laughs) (laughs) and just started like smacking at it
1: yeah i'm the kind of person who's like i cannot bring myself to kill insects or anything like that unless i'm the only one in the house so my roommate ends up doing a lot of the killing of insects (laughs) she's completely fine with it too i'm just like oh my gosh there's a cricket or oh my gosh there's a roach and she's like all right, where's my rain boots she, she just goes at it with the rain boot mm-hmm. although she did show me a trick of how you can vacuum a cricket even then I'm just like I, I, can't I don't do it.
0: I would rather kill a cricket than vacuum it
1: yeah it goes well if you take off if you have like one of those vacuums that you can take the bottom part off and yeah. it has that like square opening like if you get it close enough to the cricket then just turn it on real fast it'll suck it up and then you just turn it Is off the cricket
0: alive. I don't know. Does it just go Ee-e-e-e-e-e-e? like just imagine that I death never hear like it. it thinks it's going on like a freaking six flag strip and all of a sudden it's dead. dead.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> why'd you kill me.
0: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's like a slow death at least. It's probably a slow at death. At least when know. you kill it, you're doing the decency of giving yeah. it a fast death, not the oh, and then slowly losing oxygen. Yeah.
1: I don't know how it works. But it works. So, when I, then my sophomore dorm, when we had Apocalypse 2K15.
0: You guys, it's real.
1: It, it, it's real where we live. Like, it's I'm real. I'm surprised it hasn't, like, popped up, and I'm praying that it doesn't, because Apocalypse here is terrible. But when it was really bad that year, like, even the third floor of my dorm where I lived, they were still getting in. So, she taught me that trick, and I would have to do it myself, and I would fail 70% of the, of the time on the first try. <laughs> and the cricket would just, like, disappear, and then I would have to wait, like, 10 more minutes until it would reappear, and then I would try it again, and it would work that time.
0: That's why you just get your foot, and you stomp on it. It's yeah, that Yeah, I hard. hate
1: hearing the crunching sound. Oh, yeah. I hate it.
0: Imagine eating it.
1: <sighs> oh, yeah, No.
0: Yummy. No, I wouldn't eat it. No.
1: Anyway, we're so off
0: <laughs> This yes. always happens. Okay. Well, that is a type of phobia. <laughs> it okay? is. Yes. Yeah. And that does correspond. Correlate. So, yep. Yes. With what I was we're thinking about. correlate, and then I was thinking course. I yeah. Well,
1: they're both words, and they both could be used in this instance, but correlate is probably the better
0: word to use. <laughs> Thank you for that, Cassie. <laughs> I'm gonna get so much crap from my friends for that one. <laughs> Okay, Um, and before I go on to this topic, we have a lovely young man who lives in South Africa who wants his own shout-out to prove my love for him. So, Kip, (laughs) out there, we love you.
1: (laughs) You rock, dude.
0: You rock, and our Snapchat conversations make my day. (laughs) Do you know who Kip is?
1: I think you told me about him. Yeah, Yeah. I mean,
0: he's a great guy, and you know, actually, I do want to mention him because I remember last year when I told him about my anxiety disorder, this guy, you know, he said he's like, you know, with with stress and anxiety, you just put a rug over it and you forget it's there. You know, you just put a carpet over it. I'm like, what the? No, that's the stupidest thing I've it ever works. heard. And that's then not I was like, it works. I know. And I'm like, what happens when it overwhelms that? And he's like, you build a house over it. And I'm like, what, what? happens when the house breaks down? And he's like, you build another house. Oh my God. And I'm like, Kip, that's the worst advice anybody has ever given me about mental health. But it was pretty funny. I'm not going to lie yeah. to you. And he had like a no emotion. So I'm like, you know, saying this. And he's like, just put a rug on it. <laughs> Like monotone. Oh, Just a monotone. I'm like, what the heck? That
1: is hilarious.
0: Yeah. Okay, so now mental health. Woo, woo 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 Okay. So the biggest ones are anxiety and depression. Um, the other ones that are more stigmatized is schizophrenia, bipolar, stuff like that, hoarding, those types of mental health. Now I've met people that deal with all different types of disorders because of where I worked over Summer, mm-hmm. and I learned so much, especially about people who are bipolar. Because uh-huh. you think that they're gonna go up, down, up, down, like throughout the day, but it's really more of periods. Like they'll have a period where they're really, really down and depressed, and then a mm-hmm. period where they're super, super hyper. Yeah. And I think that word is just even myself and my doing communicated completely wrong. Mm-hmm. And, like, social media, like, oh, my God, she's so bipolar. Like, how crazy she is. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really interesting. Schizophrenia people are really not what you would think at all. A lot of them are super high-functioning people that don't tell anyone that they have schizophrenia and just live their life knowing that they're going to have voices in their heads and sometimes hallucinations that aren't real. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of times they can be high-functioning and live their life and be okay. And, yeah, so – and then eating disorders, those suck. I'm glad I don't have those. Yeah. Um, but, Anyone yeah.
1: that does, like, please talk with people because there are ways to get out of it, right?
0: hmm And you don't have to do it alone. Yeah. Everyone everyone who has mental disorders, we, do, we won't admit it, but we isolate ourselves. hmm And we believe that we're the only ones who feel this way. In reality, that's not true. And so – yeah, so those are the different disorders, I think, that are pretty big right now and that are being talked about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being at college, there's a very high probability of suicide and depression and panic attacks and all sorts of things. So I think it's important that we talk about it, Yeah. Um, especially from a Christian perspective, because if I hear another preacher tell me, like, how to be delivered, I'm going to punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> because it annoys the heck out of me. Yeah. Um, yes, I don't believe mental health and mental disorders comes from God. I don't think that's something he inflicts on us as a consequence. I think it's something like a regular disease that just happens to affect our mind and that it came from the fallen world and not God himself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, if I hear another patched like preacher be like, you know, anxiety has an eye in the middle of it, and the eye is you. If you start thinking about God and not yourself, your anxiety will go away. And I'm like, no, won't. Thank you. Thank you (laughs) so much for that. Like, I'm saved. I don't need my medicine. I don't need counseling. I don't need any of it. You just saved me. And I actually did quote a preacher right then. Oh, gosh. I did. (laughs) From Evelation Church. Oh. (laughs) You know know what I'm talking about, the really good music, Evelation um do you know heroes in heaven nope I'm sure you've heard it we've seen at church
1: okay well probably I've heard it but like you know me I am terrible with like names and where things come Mm, from and mm -hmm. everything that's that's just me
0: yeah it's a big church and I'm sure that pastor is fine and he did say some things that were true but there were some things where I was like bruh really bruh really yeah. really i'm like do you want me to get on my knees and start praying more without that help like because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i've tried i've tried to get rid of it okay it don't work like that yeah
1: like honestly i um as far as i know i don't have any like medically diagnosed like mental illness um But, like, I know people go through periods of different things where, like, their mental balance is out of whack. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things that, you know, can trigger it, like traumatic events. Like, I went through a period of depression last year. Yeah. And it was all because um, I lost my grandmother, like, very suddenly kind of thing. And I didn't know how to cope with that because I never lost someone like close to me like that. So I just started isolating myself from people because it started or she passed away at the end of February, beginning of March. So throughout the rest of the semester, like I was surrounded by people, I was okay. But as soon as school got out and I was kind of like on my own, like I didn't notice it at the time, but I was very depressed. Like, yeah. I would lock myself in the, in my room. Like, as soon as I would get home from work, I would lock myself in my room, do the homework I needed to do for a class if I was taking a class. And then I would just sit around watching, you know, stuff on my computer, stuff um, – like, I got – I really got into Japanese dramas, during this. (laughs) That's what brought me joy, was watching Japanese dramas and playing Dungeons and Dragons. Of course,
0: of course, uh, that's what it was that brought you out of that darkness.
1: Oh, no, like, it just helped me get through, Mm -hmm. you know? But, like, I can tell I was very depressed until Rage and Retreat last year. Mm. When I finally was able to, like, you know, kind of, like, face it head-on, and it was you know, like, probably a month after my grandfather passed away. Yeah. That's when, you know, I was finally able to, like, face it, you know. Um, But, yeah, those (laughs) that was, like, the darkest time of my life. And I know it still affects me sometimes. Like, I know that I'm, like, I still have, like, these depression moments where I'm just, like, I just want to go home and do nothing. And I'm sad for, like, no reason. And I know that it's because I'm feeling depressed.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and i think it's okay that you went through that and that you dealt with it that way Mm -hmm. because sometimes that's just a natural thing to do and it's not always something that's wrong with who you are yeah yeah my story was a little bit different it did get triggered though Mm -hmm. i think i always had an anxiety disorder but it hadn't been triggered yet right um until about when I was 15 like I mentioned before I got sick for a year had to leave school and yeah I just I think that's a lot of that had these things like um, I couldn't really go to school because I would end up in the bathroom like Mm -hmm. wanting to throw up and stuff that also ends up into the association anxiety and how my panic attacks work everything that was built in that foundation of when it was triggered is something I still deal with today, yeah. which shows you how strong your mind is and how important it is that you speak like the right things over yourself and yeah. deal with things a certain way, which of course I did it because I was 15 Yeah, and yeah. So I ended up at home, not being able to leave the house. I would get panic attacks. If I left anywhere, I you know, would carry a barf bag and, I just was terrified that I wasn't ever going to get better Mm -hmm. and that I'd be stuck in kind of this place where I wasn't too sick to where I'd go to the hospital, but I wasn't well enough to go to school and live my life. Yeah. You know, and that was what really sucked about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, luckily, I went to therapy. I got medicine. I got back into school and I somehow graduated on time, which is crazy If you knew everything I did in high school and still graduated, but I did, and that's all by the grace of God, and I'm here, and I'm about to graduate in a year, and the fact that, you know, there was a day where I couldn't even leave my house without having hours and hours of panic, yeah. that's insane to me. That's really, really insane. And so people, like, you might deal with it forever, but it's never, it's never going to stop you from the rest of your life unless you let it yeah yeah so i i like to believe that with the balance of medication and your spiritual health and your social health that you can and of course like eating healthy and everything that you can be a healthy person Mm -hmm. no matter what disorder you have in your mind
1: yeah Mm yeah yeah and um, that phrase <coughs> that people use, you know, mind over matter. Mind over matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you know, even if you're going through something, like, with your mental health, like, you know, as long as you, like, I feel like as long as you are determined to, like, not let it set you back, like, it, won't, it doesn't have to be a hindrance, you know, it's just something that you live with, something that mm-hmm. can pop up but you're not going to let it like stop your life from actually happening.
0: Yeah. And another thing is I used to hide behind my family mm-hmm. a lot, and I wouldn't let people see what side of me was really going on. So it did get to the point where I lost a lot of friends through that because I wasn't allowing them to see what was really going on. Mm-hmm. So they thought I was, like, faking being sick because I would see them, and I'd be like, whoa, yeah, I love you. And then the second they leave, I would be dead for days because I used all the energy I had yeah. just being with them. And, you know, they, like, I'm surprised they never figured out, like, I couldn't go certain places and I couldn't do things. And there was all these little weird kinks about me. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they didn't realize how much I was hiding. Because, I mean, if there's if I'm only talking to you on Uvu and I seem perfectly fine. I don't know if you know Uvu is, but yeah, I know. back in the day. It's, it's basically, like, FaceTime, but with a bunch of people. Yeah. Back in the day, I used to uvu, like, everyone from school at night. And then I would get off, and then you would never see me.
1: hmm
0: So, it's like, if I'm uvu you and I seem perfectly fine, but that's only for, like, two hours, and then, you know, I never hang out with you. Yeah. Other than that, like, something's <coughs> wrong. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Man. I am dying. <laughs> Literally dying. I'm dying.
1: Yeah. Allergies isn't. Yay
0: mm-hmm <laughs> but yeah so people are stupid like that I really say that honestly because I'm like yes I did hide behind my parents and I was going through these things and I do like you know I do let people in now mm-hmm. but the fact is if you would have noticed that was going on you could have easily helped me through it and yeah. forced yourself in you know i I lived with this girl, I'll just say her name, Hope, and she was my roommate sophomore year, and there was a period where I was having panic attacks again, couldn't go to class. Mm -hmm. And I would kind of, like, kick her out and be like, oh, I can't see you right now. Like, please, like, leave the room. And then I would have Susan come in because I was more comfortable with Susan. Susan was my best friend at the time. Still one of my best friends. (laughs) And one day, Hope just, like, refused to leave, and she just locked the door. She sat on the floor with me and said, what do we need to do? And that's what someone needs to do. You just need to force yourself in sometimes Mm -hmm. and be with people in those moments because in reality, we're going to push away from people and try to be in those dark moments by ourselves because we don't want anyone else to see how weak and vulnerable we really are.
1: Yeah.
0: And so, yeah, I just, you know, you just look for people because they will look fine. But if you really know them and you're really paying attention, you will know. That something's going on with them. It's really not that difficult. Mm -mm. Yes, I can hide a panic attack and I can have it in class. But if you know me, you'll know the things that I do. I get really quiet. I start playing with my hands and I start gulping a lot. If you really knew me, you would know immediately when it was happening. And that's what I just want to encourage everyone. Just get to know people so you can force yourself in.
1: Yeah, and I think another thing that is important, and this is going to be like my my last um, thing to talk about, um, and I think it's important for people to realize um, like the healthy um, the ways that media portray uh, mental health. There are some shows that you know, they play it off as, like, a joke, but there are some shows that actually do, like, go into it. Like, I didn't fully understand bipolar disorder until mm-hmm. I watched Shameless because yeah. there's two characters in that show who deal with bipolar disorder. And um I didn't really fully understand it until I started watching it, and those characters started to, like, exhibit bipolar um symptoms. And I was like... So this is what it actually is. Because, like, I've heard about it before. And uh, one of my favorite artists, Stamia Lovato, she has come out saying Mm -hmm. that, you know, she is bipolar and she's gone to rehab because of that bender that she went through uh, five and a half years ago. Um, So, but I didn't really, like, understand what it was. And then I watched Shameless and, like, it came up. And I'm like, oh, so that's what it is. And, like, I researched it and, like, they portray it accurately on the show, so in my mind, more media outlets, like more TV shows and movies that want to portray mental mental illness, they need to do it in a more accurate setting because there are some that you know they play it off as a joke, yeah, and those are the ones that get more attention compared to the ones that they treat it or they treat it real and they treat it as if it's you know how it actually is mm-hmm. like. To me, those are the, the, the shows and the movies that need to have more attention in terms of, like, the mental health and, like, how they're portraying it accurately and what we can do as an audience to help realize those, like, symptoms in other people and help them get the help that they need because, you know, you don't have to go through this alone. You really yeah. don't.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, another controversial show that depicted depression is 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. And everyone gets mad at that, and they say that it's, you know, it's making death and suicide beautiful. And I'm like, no, no, it doesn't. Everyone hates her, like, the entire show because of what she did. Yeah. There's nothing beautiful about that.
1: No, they're just showing these things that actually happen in a normal setting, and they put it out into the media, out into the real world for the audience to see and be like, oh, This is actually a thing that we have to discuss.
0: Exactly. I don't. I don't understand. Like, I get why they said that, but I think it was something that was. (laughs) I thought it was amazing. Mm -hmm. I thought it was totally amazing.
1: Please don't shoot me, but I've yet to see it. But it's on my list to watch. I just need to be in a mood where I'm like, okay, let's go watch this show. That's going to be highly intense.
0: Yeah, it is hard and I wouldn't suggest binge watching it.
1: Yeah. It seems like one of those shows that you can only watch like two or three episodes at a time and be like, okay, I gotta step away because yeah, it's getting so heavy. Because it's it's
0: kind of hard to and mm-hmm. take it. And I swear I'm not gonna cry. It's just my voice is so broken up right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. But yeah, and I mean, I don't think it's wrong to humorously talk about it. I make fun of my panic attacks all the time. I have an entire blog where I sadistically humorize mental health, and I think that's fine. But if it's done, it needs to be done by someone who understands it, who's been educated, and and knows knows what they're talking about.
1: Yeah. Like, for people who write scripts in Hollywood that have no idea what someone with bipolar disorder goes through or who has – schizophrenia or um OCD or even anxiety disorders like for people to write those kind of characters and not know how they actually like feel (coughs) when they're going through those type of like moments in their lives like you have no right to write about that until you educate yourself and you talk with people who actually have it that way you can portray it accurately because the more accurate portrayal of mental health, in my opinion, the better it is for really everyone else. Because it's a real thing. It's not, oh, your mind's playing tricks on you. No. Like, it's,
0: it's, it's real. a medical
1: imbalance in it's your brain. Sh- it's
0: literally just a disease. Yeah. It's not who you are. It doesn't define you at all. It's mm. just a disease that you deal with. Yeah. You know? And it's... Yeah, it's lifetime, but you're not going to die from it. So don't let it kill you.
1: Yeah. Like, don't let it control you. You control it. You can control your mind.
0: And it's okay to have relapses, okay? Yeah. It's okay to (laughs) deal with it and have times where you feel like it's beating you down. Because if you get up from that and you keep going, that's what really matters. Yeah. And that's what's super important about it. Yeah.
1: And I know with people who suffer from bipolar disorder, like, there are times where their medication goes out of whack and it stops yeah. working, you know, because your body starts getting immune to things and you just have to keep trying and, you know, find a new balance yeah, of medication. It's not
0: one of those things that doctors have an exact calculation of. No. It's more of tests and trial.
1: Yeah. Like, you might feel like a guinea pig at first, but, like, they're doing it to help you Feel better and become functioning again, mm-hmm. you know, and like that's one thing that I, that I love um, that Shameless did is that they portrayed that so accurately, and I'm just like, this show yeah. is incredible because they showed <laughs> they showed the character Ian like going through um, like his first symptoms of bipolar disorder and kind of like what triggered it, and. You know, he started acting differently and showed up again, like, six months later, doing something, like, out of, like, the ordinary, and his mother has bipolar disorder, so he's like, oh, I don't have it. No, it's not me. But, you know, you go through that season, and you're like, what's up with you, dude? And then finally, he um, is able to... Or something happens to where he has to be, like, put into a mental hospital to you know, basically get him on medication to help. And you see him go through the struggles of like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be on medication. I am not my mother. But then a moment happens to where he's like, I am my mother. I need to get medicated. I need to get this under control because I'm hurting people, which is something his mother never did. She would never get on her medication, but he's willing to try. And that's one thing that I love that the shameless Riders did is that they showed his struggles and showed him getting to this point to where he's like, I need help.
0: Yeah. Someone help me. And do they show the struggles of after he gets help?
1: Yes. Like, of, you know, getting balanced with the medication yeah. and everything like that. Yeah, they, they showed that's that. That's awesome
0: because I feel like a lot of times media will get to a resolution and then and that's then, it's over.
1: Yeah. Like, no, they, they showed it and they showed um, – how his support group kind of, like, was there to help him through it. Um, And then that season, just the ending of that season, I'm like, why would you do this to my two favorite characters? (laughs) It's fine. I'm not salty about it. For the people that watch Shameless, they know what I'm talking about.
0: I have no (laughs) idea what you're talking about, but now (laughs) that you said said what was going on, Mm -hmm. I'll have to look it up and see how they depicted it. Yeah.
1: I think they did it well, and people within the mental health community that have suffered through depression, like, they have said that they've accurately portrayed it, and I think they also have someone either, like, consulting with them about it, like, as they were writing those scripts when they were first, like, um, bringing it up or something like that, but, like, they made sure to do it, like, accurately, and I give, like, props and everything to the writers of Shameless for doing that, and I think more shows need to do that.
0: Yeah. And you just need to be shameless of what you have. Yeah. I basically wear a label that I have an anxiety disorder. I'm like, listen, I have panic attacks. Sometimes they're hours. Sometimes they're days. But it's okay. And I wear a label because I'm like, everyone needs to know. I tell people in job interviews,
1: hey, they'll need to know, like if, you know, if your future employer hires you and they don't know you have an anxiety disorder and one day you have a panic attack during the middle of a meeting yeah and you're not able to hide it they're gonna be like what's wrong with you i mean i would be able to hide
0: it but i would have to probably exit for a hot minute and so it's better
1: it's better to let them know
0: yeah yeah Yeah. exactly and it shouldn't be this problem like if i have a panic attack and i'm in a business meeting and i leave and i come back and I have to say what was going on. It shouldn't be stigmatized.
1: No, it should just be like, oh, you know, she had to go have her episode, her panic attack.
0: And now She's I'm back. Now. Yeah, and now I'm back. That's yeah. that's pretty much it. And I, I, I have had panic attacks before in business meetings. Mm-hmm. And I just took a call <laughs> <laughs> when I was in a meeting once with my father and a bunch of high up people. I literally took a call from my boss mm-hmm. um, and went outside and hid behind a trash can to have a panic attack.
1: <laughs> behind a trash can? Yep.
0: Okay. I completely went all the way down. I knelt it because I did there was a lot of windows in the buildings. Right, yeah. So I didn't want anyone to see me. So mm-hmm. there's kind of this dumpster area and I knelt down to the ground behind it and had a panic attack and then went back in.
1: There you
0: go. That's it. That's what I did, and I was fine, and my dad didn't even notice, so I did pretty well.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so do you um, have any advice for people that, you know, are either going through a mental illness or who think they might have one, like, you know, any advice for them to kind of, like, wrap this up in a nice little bow?
0: (laughs) Wrap this up? I know. I'm sorry this episode isn't super funny and great, but...
1: It's a topic that needs to be discussed, and it's one that we both are pretty passionate about. Yeah.
0: Oh, this is – I'm super passionate like about it. It's, like,
1: her passion project, and it's, like, for me, I'm, like, I know people who have suffered through different things, and I know the importance of it being, like, you know, accurately portrayed in the media or just, like, being out in general in the public and it being, like, hey, this is a real thing. Let's help you with it.
0: Yeah. You know? Um, okay. Okay. This is my advice. First off, spiritually, I am a Christian. I do believe that Christianity is the only way. But if you have a faith, cling to that, make that your foundation Mm -hmm. and know that no matter what, that your faith is going to get you through. For me, it was like, I know that God didn't give this to me and that there will be one day where I will be free from it. But for now, he's going to get me through it. And that's beautiful. And because of this, I can see people differently and that he's used it in such a way for me to comfort others. So my advice for those who have it, cling to your faith and start looking at the beautiful things that it's doing to you and how it's molding you and it's making you this compassionate, wonderful human. Take those things and make them more magnified than the negatives. Yeah. And, you know... And don't just quit at one little relapse. Keep going and keep trying. For the people around that don't struggle with mental health or no prominently suffer with it, keep your eyes open and really look because this is a disease that you can't see with your eyes. Yeah. So you have to look with who you are and see them for who they really are and be there and help them. Don't ask them to calm down. Don't ask them to change. And don't try to fix them. Just be there with them and take a little bit of their burden, not too much, but try to take it with them and walk it with them yeah. so that they can get through it too. But, yeah, and just talk about it. Why is this such a hard thing to talk about, you know?
1: Yeah. Like, there's there's a few topics that um, I think the media has put a stigma on, one being mental illness another one being, like, you know, female health and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's for another episode. Completely, like we can talk you
0: know? about sex all the time, which is intimacy. Why yeah. can't we talk about this type of intimacy?
1: Yeah, like it's a different type, but still like it's it's a part of you. It helped. like the brain is basically where everything is stored, like how mm-hmm. your body is supposed to function, like everything goes on up in the brain, you know, like. Your feelings, emotions, like all the neurons and whatever that's going on up in your brain. Like, your brain is the powerhouse of your body. And if it's out of whack, like, your life is going to feel out of whack. So,
0: everything's going to be out of whack if your brain's out of whack. Yeah. And, Everything. You know, like it, I said, when you're having a panic attack, 70% of your body is working with that. And that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> 70% of your body should not be working. No,
1: no. But, you know, like, if you have a feeling that, you know, you might be suffering from something, like, please reach out to people. Yeah. Ask questions. Get educated, you know. Like.
0: Go to counseling. Try it out. And if you can't afford it, there's always ways.
1: There's always options. Always, always, always. Um, If you go to college, your university might have a program to help you get reduced counseling fees like I know ours does Mm -hmm. my roommate she uh went to counseling last year for free because she couldn't afford it and this year she's able to pay a little bit but she's still paying at a reduced price you know um because like our school you know they're absolutely loving and they want to make sure we're taken care of yeah includes our mental health yeah you know which luckily
0: at our school our professors and authority figures are completely understanding yeah
1: And that's one reason why I love this place. It's Mm -hmm. great. Um, But, yeah, like, don't be afraid to reach out to people. And don't be afraid to ask questions. If you're not suffering from any sort of mental health, like, reach out to people. Ask them questions. Like, get yourself educated. Because you never know when you're going to run into someone who's suffering from something. And you're the only one there. And you have no idea what to do. Get yourself educated. That way when you're in that situation, you will have an idea
0: of what to do. Now, you can go online, and NAMI and MHA are big, big organizations across America that have local organizations, and a lot of times they host eight-hour courses on mental health. That way you can learn how to help people with suicide and other types of disorders mm-hmm. and just get the basics that we are not taught in education. Yeah, And instead of focusing on media and you know, Google, you can actually go to this class, which is only two days mm-hmm. and like $50 and be prepared. So yeah, if you have a friend who calls you up and says they're going to commit suicide, you'll know what to do.
1: Yeah. And those links will be posted on our Facebook page if you're interested in, you know, checking those out, which I do highly suggest you do that. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah, because we have these resources, use them. And this yeah. is super important. This is an area in life that Doctors don't know how to fix. Yeah. So let's work together and let's find a way to get through it. Yeah.
1: All right. Sorry. Well, not really sorry. This week was very heavy. It's a topic that needed to be discussed, but uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the discussion that we had and learned a little bit more about it. If you want to keep this discussion going, please use the hashtag Barely Adults Podcast on any mm-hmm. social media. Post comments and um, post comments on SoundCloud or on our iTunes podcast or on our Facebook page. And, hey, we'll probably end up answering them on the Facebooks.
0: Yeah, and if you need advice, message us on Facebook or send us an email through BarelyAdultsPodcast at gmail.com. Yep. And let us know because, you know, I've – I only have anxiety, but I know people that have other things. And we would love to talk to you and just help you out in any way that we can.
1: Yeah. And if you guys have more questions about different types of mental illness, send them in. And, you know, in the future, we'll probably have a podcast fully dedicated to mental health Q&A and probably bring in, like, a professor or something like that. Um, or you know a psychologist or, or a something psychologist. yeah or another student who deals with different mental disorders to help answer questions yeah so
0: no totally that's what we'll do and it'll be great and if you want a shout out just let me know and i'll, I'll put like a random shout out of your name in there yep
1: all right well that's it for this week guys until next week this has been cassie
0: this has been Mary-Kate.
1: And you've been listening to Barely, Barely Adult Podcast. Podcast. <laughs>